It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. We begin today with good economic news. Inflation in November rose 7.1% annually. That's down from 7.7% in October and beat economists' expectations of 7.3%. This was the lowest since December of 2021. Stocks surged on the news that it was a bigger slowdown in inflation than expected and will hopefully slow the pace of interest rate hikes by the Fed. For that, though, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Sam Bankman-Fried, the former CEO of the crypto exchange company FTX, was expected to testify in Congress today, Tuesday, about the collapse of his company. But his attorney said he will not appear. That's probably because he's in a Bahamian jail. SBF was arrested in the Bahamas Monday night, charged with wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. His arrest came after U.S. prosecutors filed those criminal charges with the Securities and Exchange Commission alleging that the 30-year-old executive engaged in multiple counts of fraud. Apparently, the hearing will go on just without Sam Bankman-Fried and his testimony. But we do know some of what he was going to say as his prepared opening remarks had already been released. It begins, quote, I would like to start by formally stating under oath, I effed up, though he spelled out the word. The 117th Congress is winding down but racing against the clock to finish off their biggest priorities before the 118th Congress is sworn in on January 3rd. For those keeping track, here's the to-do list for the next two and a half weeks. Avoid a government shutdown. Negotiators have until December 16th, that's this Friday, to reach a deal. What's most likely is yet another continuing resolution, this one until December 23rd. Then they have to do it again, and they have just over a week left? Okay. Number two, the Electoral Count Reform Act. This is legislation meant to avoid a repeat of January 6th. But there seems to be no sense of urgency, and some are saying it'll just be folded into a larger spending bill if they're able to get one done. Same thing with COVID and Ukraine funding. We wait and see. And then there's the National Defense Authorization Act, the military funding bill has been passed by the House, but still needs to be voted on in the Senate. One major change, no more COVID-19 vaccine mandate to serve in the U.S. Armed Forces. Wow. President Biden today, Tuesday, will sign into law a bill that was passed last week by Congress that mandates federal recognition for same-sex and interracial marriages. The White House is planning to mark the occasion with a big ceremony. All I know is one official said it was planning to simply, quote, go all out. I guess it's time for a party. This coming about 10 years after then-Vice President Biden shocked the nation by jumping the gun on Meet the Press coming out in support of same-sex marriage. The good news is that as more and more Americans come to understand what this is all about is a simple proposition. Who do you love? Who do you love? And will you be loyal to the person you love? And that's what people are finding out is what what all marriages at their root are about. Whether they're marriages of lesbians or gay men or heterosexuals. I am vice president of the United States of America. Um, The president sets the policy. 
I am absolutely comfortable with the fact that men marrying men, women marrying women, and heterosexual men and women marrying women are entitled to the same exact rights, all the civil rights, all the civil liberties. And quite frankly, I don't see much of a distinction uh, beyond that. Many credit that moment as the thing that lit a fire under President Obama to move into the 21st century. Uh, as expected, a recount confirmed that Representative Lauren Boebert narrowly did win re-election last month. This result confirms the makeup of the House in the 218th Congress will be 222 Republicans, 212 Democrats, with one race still to be decided. That's the special election in Virginia's 4th, where the newly re-elected Congressman Donald McEachin died unexpectedly. In a possibly related story, Senator Dianne Feinstein told the L.A. Times that she will finish out her complete term despite questions about her mental fitness. And as for running for re-election, she said she'll decide by the spring. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. The special counsel overseeing the Justice Department's investigations into Donald Trump has now subpoenaed Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and Clark County, Nevada officials, too. These grand jury subpoenas are very similar to others sent to officials in other key swing states, and it indicates that federal investigators may be looking closely at the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. It's about time. And remember that special master that a Trump-appointed judge in Florida required to go over the documents seized from the former guy's Florida retirement home? Well, that same Trump-appointed judge... Eileen Cannon, on Monday dismissed the former guy's lawsuit challenging DOJ's access to those documents and put an end to the whole idea of a special master. The so-called judge signed a one-page order dismissing the case, citing lack of jurisdiction. Uh Uh-huh. This clears the path now for investigators to examine all the documents that were seized when the search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago. In other news, Talking Point's memo obtained text messages sent by members of Congress and others to Mark Meadows, then Trump's White House chief of staff in late 2020 and early 2021, which shows some of the country's most powerful people actively scheming to overturn democracy and keep Trump in power. The texts, which Meadows gave to the House January 6th committee, quote, offer new insights into how the assault on the election was rooted in deranged Internet paranoia and undemocratic ideology. They show Meadows and other high-level Trump allies reveling in wild conspiracy theories, violent rhetoric, and crackpot legal strategies for refusing to certify Joe Biden's victory. And at some point today, U.S. scientists will announce their discovery. They've successfully produced a nuclear fusion reaction resulting in a net energy gain, a discovery that would be a massive step forward in a decades-long quest for a new form of clean energy that could eventually power your house and help end dependence on fossil fuels. And we'll end today with a reminder, get vaccinated. A new study shows that the COVID-19 vaccines have kept more than 18 million people out of the hospital and saved more than 3 million lives. Researchers from the Commonwealth Fund and Yale School of Public Health found that without the COVID-19 vaccines, the nation would have had 1.5 times more infections, 
3.8 times more hospitalizations and 4.1 times more deaths than it did between December of 2020 and November of 2022. To date, there have been at least 99 million cases of COVID-19 and more than a million deaths in the U.S. alone. The study estimates that vaccinations were also a good financial bet, saving the U.S. $1.15 trillion in medical costs. You plan on being around people for the holidays? Get the latest booster. It could save their lives and maybe yours, too. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button.